0: Hey everybody, Greg Fitzsimmons here, Tarrytown, New York native, born in the Bronx, moved when I was about five to Youngstown, Ohio, and then Philadelphia, as my father chased his dream as a young radio broadcaster, finally ending up back in Tarrytown, New York, when I was about seven, I can't remember the years, but... We moved a lot when I was young, and me and my brother were 13 months apart, so my mother had her hands full. She was a brand new mom. She was only 23 years old when she had my brother, and somehow she figured it all out while packing homes up, moving to new homes, getting silverware, while two insane young boys were screaming and yelling. I don't know how she did it, so shout out to mom. And now I'm in Venice Beach, California with my own kids. And they're out. Well, they're not out. They're around. They're underfoot. Uh, what the fuck is going on with the L.A. Rams, by the way? I'm a big Rams fan, and somehow this team that is loaded with talent, they have got some of the best players in the NFL, and a lot of them. They got Matthew Stafford is one of the best passers. This guy, Nakua, who's a, a rookie, is, is breaking every fucking receiving record. Cooper Cup, one of the best players in the league year after year. Henderson is a great runner. Higby, amazing tight end. And yet they lose. They're I think they're like two and four, two and five. It's fucking crazy. I'm shaking my head. I mean, it, it doesn't make they got a great coach. McVeigh is that his name? I don't know. It's I and I started thinking about it. It's almost like how some bands are not great together. Individually, the members are amazing superstars. Go off after the band and have amazing careers. And I was thinking specifically of the band Long Island's favorite Genesis. I say Long Island's favorite because my cousins are from there and they used to love Genesis. But Genesis, I mean, you think about, I fucking hated them. They, invisible, She's used to have an invisible touch. I, I, Mama, Mama's one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. And then you get Phil Collins on his own. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Hold on. Peter Gabriel. How about Peter Gabriel, who became one of the coolest fucking sledgehammer? Salisbury Hill. Um uh, shock the fucking monkey. How about that? You didn't hear that in Genesis. Even the other guy, the uh the other guy in the band, Mike Rutherford, went out. And he started a band called Mike and the Mechanics and they had songs like All I Need Is a Miracle, you know that? It was kind of kind of had a soft new wave, Silent Running, great. Anyway, I think that Genesis is the Rams and I don't know that they should stay together. They're not good together. They need a divorce. They need to break up and go to other teams and shine because it's just not happening. It's driving me crazy. Um, and I was even thinking what about like the Disney Channel how about all the how about all the kids that sucked on the Disney Channel were saccharine little pieces of shit then they went off on their own Miley Cyrus how about that became very cool Lindsay Lohan all right, she hit some rocky years but she was a great actress as an adult did some great stuff Um, well, there's Britney Spears. That's a work in progress. Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf. That guy, they're all fucked up on drugs, though, aren't they? I mean, Shia definitely is. Britney definitely is. Lindsay definitely is. So I don't know. Maybe they should have stayed in the Mickey Mouse Club. Where things are safe. Where everybody's keeping an eye on you. Um, Speaking of drugs, Matthew Perry, gone, just like that, just gone after fighting back from an addiction where he was on Vicodin, methadone, uh, uh, amphetamines, I mean, everything. He went to apparently, he went to rehab 15 times. I mean, come on. And he, and he spent like seven million dollars on rehab. Um, so here's the thing here's my thing about Matthew Perry. I respect the hustle. but ultimately, don't write a book about it. Don't try to like do a press tour where you show everybody that you defeated. I don't know how he died. I have no idea. it's, it's they're figuring it out. But should it happen to be drug related, you one of the it's called Alcoholics Anonymous. You don't tell people and what it's not just about protecting your own identity. It's also about not putting yourself out as a role model for people who get inspired by you. And then when you relapse or, God forbid, die, they give up hope because you couldn't do it. And they were looking at you as a model. That's part of why people are anonymous. So anyway, rest in peace. I don't want to speak ill of the dead. I know Kevin Brennan did, and he got a lot of shit. I don't know if you guys followed that, but that just came out this morning. Kevin said some really harsh shit, inappropriate. And he got—I think you can safely say he was canceled— I mean, people are—they're using the word canceled on Instagram in his posts, and I don't know, and he's doubling down about it. That, that's Kevin. That's his M.O. now. But it is weird when you see people's reaction, because ultimately, you shouldn't speak ill of the dead. But at the same time, why not? I mean, what what is he doing that's so horrible? So he said some horrible shit. How does that affect you? What are you, his mom? All these anonymous fans— giving him death threats. One woman said, your mother should die. I was like, holy shit. It's, it's like, people get so offended. I guess it's always been like that. I'm reading a book right now by Cliff Nesteroff. I forget what it's called. I'm going to have him on the show in a couple weeks. But he's one of the great comedy historians of all time. He's written some great books about comedy. And this one is about censorship in comedy and I, and I'm again, I'm not defending what Kevin wrote cause it wasn't even comedy. It was just really lashing out, but there is a weird dynamic of people getting excited to cancel. And it's always been there. I mean, this goes back to minstrel shows, which I'm not defending those. I'm just putting it out as, uh, comedy has been, um, Something that stirs people up, even though it's a joke. And again, not defending this. Or maybe that was a bad example. But uh, talking about divorce on a, on a sitcom in the 1950s, you could get the show thrown off the air. If you were a stand-up comedy in the 40s and you mentioned God in any way that was disparaging, you were canceled. Cancellation went on way—anyway, we're going to talk about it when Cliff comes on. But it's interesting to watch— And we'll see what happens with Kevin. Who knows? He's got his followers. They probably enjoy this. He's certainly not going to get new followers, but I don't think he'll lose one single of his own followers. I doubt. Anyway, I'm flying home from Baltimore last weekend. And I forgot to mention this. So I, I do this thing. I've done this thing for 15 years where when I'm on the road, I... I always get those biscottis, those little cookies in the red wrappers from the plane. And I bring them home to my daughter because she absolutely loves them. And she looks forward to it, and I always give her some biscotti. So anyway, I got one from the flight attendant, and then uh, I asked for another one from the flight attendant. And she gave me a second one. And then the woman sitting next to me, who was very sweet, says, uh, Oh, what are those for? I go, Oh, my daughter really likes them, so I kind of... And she goes, oh, here, take mine. You can have mine. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. And then I was fucking starving, and I brought no food on the plane. And I was looking at these biscotti, and they're so delicious. And I was like, I want to eat one so bad. But that's, what's the woman's reaction going to be if I eat my daughter's cookies right in front of her that I took from her? So I didn't do it. By the way, our flight attendants... I still think there's sexism on airlines because there is no doubt in my mind that the most attractive flight attendants, male and female, are put in first class. Mark my words, check your next flight. They are always the most fit, the most done, the most beautiful not knocking the coach flight attendants. They're very nice as well. They got great personalities, and they're clearly enjoying themselves in life. Having lots of dessert. You know, watching TV. They're they are good people enjoying themselves. But the ones up front, they're getting up at 5 a.m. for that run. They're spending that extra half hour touching up the makeup, quaffing the hair. So, uh, anyway... Tour date's coming up. Houston, I'll be at the Riot this weekend, November 3rd and 4th. Bakersfield at the Well, November 11th. Comedy Slice in Ventura, November 15th. That'll be my final time running my one-hour special before I record it. The following weekend in Austin at the Mothership, uh, November 17th through 19th. November 18th is the night I tape it, so try to make it to those two shows. San Francisco Punchline after that, Fort Worth. The Den Theater in Chicago, January 13th, Atlanta, Portland, Oregon, La Jolla, Tampa, all the all the tickets available at fitsdog.com. I got a nice run coming up. I'd love to see you guys out there. And if you want to get tickets, uh, get them at my website. But if you want to get tickets in your area to music, sports, theater, whatever you want to see. GameStop, GameTime, GameStop. I've been doing GameTime reads for the last year. Uh, it's a company I love. Uh, GameTime will get you last-minute tickets. They have flash deals. You will not have to stress out anymore. The hardest thing about going to a concert is that you keep wait. You try to time it. You try to get it in the sweet spot. If you wait too long, you're afraid tickets will go up. Well, let me tell you something. GameTime knows that tickets dip, and that's when you can buy them. Um, it's fast and easy. You do it. It's an app on your phone. It's a couple taps. You don't have to print anything or transfer or download. It's just there. Uh, you can get a, you can get a view of your seats from from the venue on the app, which is pretty cool. Lowest price guarantee. Um, I'm looking right now at the app, and uh, Guns and Roses is playing on November second. Guess how much? Forty eight dollars. Is that because uh, what's his name lost his voice? Uh, why am I forgetting guns? Axel Rose lost his voice. I saw some videos. It's not promising, but it's still Guns N' Roses. Slash is still there. Slash, right? I don't know. I'm not a hair rock guy. That's why I might go see K Rock's Acoustic Christmas, Chili Peppers, December 9th. Tickets are very expensive right now. I'm imagining those will go down. So, what I do is you can, you can put in where you want to sit and you don't have to pick the seats. They will get you the best deal for that general area, which is nice. Uh, anyway, uh, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code FITSDOG for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code FITZ. D O G for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, listen, my host today is a good buddy of mine. He's got a podcast called the Honeydew Podcast, which is huge. Uh, It's a really fun podcast. He goes deep, Uh, he tears things apart. It's heavy, but it's also super funny. He's got a new special out that I watched that I really enjoyed. He's a guy I bum around with at the Comedy Store. He's a regular over there. He's a super dude. Had a nice talk with him last week. Here it is. Please enjoy my chat with Ryan Sickler. Anyway, how are you, man? Enough about me. You're here so we can get, get down deep with I'm Ryan good. Sickler. Yeah, I'm good. There's a guy you who's used back. to grilling other people, mm-hmm. getting people to be vulnerable. How often do people cry on your podcast? It happens
1: more than I ever thought it would yeah. happen. Well, yeah. A lot more than I ever thought it would happen.
0: Does that make you cry when they cry? No. Oh, I cry um, when people cry.
1: It just depends. It depends on what they're taught. If they're having their own moment, it doesn't make me cry. Yeah. Seeing dudes cry makes me cry more than seeing women cry. Really? But probably because I'm used to it. Yeah. Seeing a guy cry, it, it just, I don't know, it's like an extra. It's like another sword coming in. I don't know why. Yeah. I think it's because, I mean, I, it's probably because I do remember the first time i saw my dad cry oh really i remember it and i remember it being a thing for me where i'm sitting there never said a word to him or anything um but it was my my parents had split and now we're doing this back and forth thing and he was this take, in baltimore yeah and he's so it's taking already
0: this. sad yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the backdrop is dreary <laughs> sullen speaking of which watch my special lefty son on youtube i'm talking about this guy right now yeah watch it it's on my lefty youtube go got support like, it like uh, almost a million views it got pulled from the algorithm it's 700 and something thousand so what I, do you mean it got pulled from the algorithm so instead of it being so after three weeks of it being up yeah um, they flagged me and said, "Hey, your content's not appropriate." No, and I said, "Why?" And I, so you have to appeal it. That's the yeah. W- but listen, I do this every week for the Honeydew because we m- say words like molest and yeah. rape and addiction and right. drugs and and we are we're flagged in the queue. Yeah. When we post in the queue, we're we're dinged already. So yeah. I know they're using AI. Yeah. There's no way a person watched an hour episode when it's been up for 10 seconds. Yeah. There's no way you can tell me a human reviewed that and that's what they say. So then you're like, wait, a person gets to decide if Greg Fitzsimmons' shit doesn't go out? Right. So after three weeks, and usually it's immediate. That's why I was also told that they're usually a little more lenient on stand-up than podcasts Uh because they they view stand-up more as art. Okay. Okay. Um, and it got it. It made it for three weeks. And it was, I mean, within a week and a half, it was at a half a million. It was hauling ass.
0: And then it just slowed down. They
1: pulled it. Did, can you find out that they did? Or are you just they assuming? Said it, no, they tell you. They, they send you a notice. They 100% email you, say you're dinged. Yeah. But you can appeal. You appeal. They tell you it'll take five to seven days for the appeal. Meanwhile, it's it's down. Right. Then they come back and they say, "No, nah, we've we're going to stand by our decision and and keep it. And it'll say it's now no longer suggested to the algorithm. Uh-huh. It's only for people who are subscribed. Can can it'll pop up with." Um, you can no more, mo- no, uh, monetization's gone. They no. can, oh yeah, they can continue to monetize it. Oh, and they wow. do. They put ads, I get nothing of that. None Damn. of it. Damn. None of it. So instead of it being encouraged and kicked out like it was, it's now you have to go find it. Right. It stays, that but you sucks. gotta go find it. So anyway, Baltimore, my dad's dropping us off, um, and I see him cry. I see him, I see it hit him, like, fuck, my kids, you know.
0: Is the first time he dropped it at your mom's?
1: Yeah, and first time I'm ever seeing him crying. It was just like, I remember, like, damn, like, seeing Superman fucking lose. Right. Oh, shit. So, I think that extra... The worst is then you see your mom
0: smiling at the same time.
1: (laughs) Giving the finger, too, like, oh, I see the problem.
0: (laughs) What was it like splitting the time like that? Was there one house you preferred over the other? Oh, yeah, my
1: dad was... It was my dad all the way. My mom yeah. didn't want to be with us. My yeah. mom, my mom left our family, so we end up being raised by our dad. But yeah. my mom, so my mom cheated on my dad. Um, she got caught. Who and was she cheating with? So this was all right. So let's go back and set up. So my dad at the time is a crew chief. He works for Pan Am. He works. We live in Maryland. We're outside of Baltimore now. We're in the county, and he works at the DC airport, which then was National, now Ronald Reagan. Yeah. He's working for Pan Am. So right? it's an hour away. It's an easy hour, one way yeah. each away. No cell phones, no right. nothing. You call on a lunch break, maybe you get them, you know, yeah. try to call work. There's 800 guys on that crew. Yeah. You're not getting them. So, um,. My mom was a, a stay-at-home mom, started working at this convenience store in Maryland called Little George's, and uh-huh. where we lived, there were maybe like four of them, like kind of like Bob's, yeah, you know what I mean? Right, it was like, right. So she's working at a little store like this. Um, and there's this dude that makes the cabinets for the store. He makes the fucking shelves and all this shit in these stores. And this is this older dude. And when I say older, he's older than me now. Like, I'm 50 and he was older than me. And this is when my mom's in her, God, I had to be 30s. Yeah. So they start having an affair. She's having an affair with this guy, the cabinet guy.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: And my dad finds out. It all falls apart. Uh, that's when we move out of the house. We, you know, the favorite house, the one, the good one. And then it all goes to shit from there and where he's dropping us off is this fucking apartment. And, uh, now we're way far out called Westminster, this town called Westminster, Maryland. And, um, it was, I don't know if you've ever lived white trash, but it was a hallway. So when you walk in, it was a living room that was half the size of this. Yeah. We had a kerosene heater on the floor. Okay. We didn't even have central heater. We had a kerosene heater. And then you had a kitchen that was half the size of this. I would say the kitchen and the living room were the size of this room.
0: So it was a railroad apartment. It was a hallway. Is that
1: what they call them? Railroad? railroad city? Yeah, because you know it's that. straight down. It's exactly yeah, what it is. And right. this room's got a, a half ass divider in yeah. it kitchen, living room, and then the, the hall is just bedrooms cut off. And how many kids? three kids (laughs) my mom my twin brother gets his own room for whatever reason she gets that's weird that changes pretty quick and then i get bunked with my younger brother we're in a bunk bed because my twin 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 brother spoke up and just said i want my own room so my mom's like whatever and uh yeah we live there and it's a dump it's a dump seven chase street um that's with the address and i remember um my dad dropping us off there and also being like what the fuck yeah and just crying like wow. just not sobbing but just you see it you know what i mean i was like oh fuck yeah shit's not good like if Damn. this is what he's doing it ain't good wow uh, i don't
0: think i ever saw my father cry i wanted
1: to ask yeah
0: maybe at a funeral like you know hmm not, I don't Not know. Not anything
1: outside of I would like that. And it's weird
0: because he was a sensitive guy. He definitely felt emotions, but he was also a tough guy from the Bronx, and he was a big dude. And you know, his whole persona was very in control. Mm-hmm. So, but my kids have seen me cry. I'm proud of it. I'm proud that my kids have
1: seen me cry. My daughter sees me cry all the time. Yeah. Even to the point where she'll be like, Dad, you know, like get it together. I'm like, I'm proud of you. Dad, Yeah, right. don't embarrass me. I remember my
0: daughter walked into the living room one day and I have depression. And I had the thousand mile stare. I was just, I was laying on the couch and my face was sagging and she just walked in and she goes, are you okay? And then the tears just started coming down and she sat across from me and just connected and just talked to me. She was probably... Sixteen. How nice is that? It was
1: beautiful. Yeah. That means you're doing a good job as a parent. So what the fuck that means?
0: You know, if there's one thing I can take out of this world, it's that I tried. You know, I really put I put it as a first. A lot of I love when somebody like Ben Stiller goes. Oh, being a parent's the most important thing. Really? And you produce and star in four <laughs> yeah, movies yeah. a year, right. and you have a production company with right. fourteen projects, yeah. and
1: people raising your kids. Yeah,
0: yeah. you didn't put them first. Mm-hmm. And no offense to Ben Stiller, I mean I'm sure. I'm there sure in his own way shot. he does it great. You're right, right. There goes
1: your shot at Ben Stiller movie.
0: <laughs> he was good friends with my wife growing up. They went to the same school. Is that they right? They grew up in the same neighborhood in New York.
1: In New York? Yeah. I was going to say where and They is
0: both that? had the, the Jewish father and the Irish mother, Still and Mira. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And uh, Benji, they called him. But, you know, I think crying is something that, if you're not doing it, it really bottles up. When I cry, all the other feelings come out. The good feelings, the warmth, the empathy. you got to make yourself cry. I haven't, haven't cried in a while. Have you
1: ever seen that video, the, um, that, that father and son, where the guy, I think he says, I love you, and the guy just loses it? Have you uh, ever seen it? Yeah. No. It's this older black man, and it's what you're saying. It, it's as if he's wanted to cry 10,000 times, yeah. and he never have, Right and he just loses it and it's just this it's so fucking funny you find it he goes it starts like a siren and then he lets it loose and it's like oh my god
0: it's been bottled up for decades oh yeah the faucet's on He, he doesn't even remember what he's
1: crying the about. Sound, he's going, ah, ah. He's yeah. gasping like he yeah. didn't even know how to do it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he doesn't right. even know how to let this right. out because he's never bothered to let it out. Little by yeah. little, he's just like the dam broke and he doesn't even know how I to it. I think laughter is like that too.
0: It's a very organic response to life. And some people can let it out. And then you've been in shows where you see somebody sitting there the whole fucking show. Even if they're not cross-armed Even if they're not shut down They're just not laughing And then they may walk out And go to you That was fantastic
1: Yeah and you're like Tell your fucking face Right Yeah
0: But that's why I, I I usually don't let it get to me now. I just always go like, all right, this person is just not a laugher.
1: You know? Yeah, I used to see him and be like, okay, now I'm gonna try to get this person, and I'm like, yeah. But well, why am I putting attention into this one person when everyone else is? It? Let me go fucking right. make this. I'm a, That's the other thing too. When I get one, you know what I mean. When you get a laugher, yeah, that's the best. And, and then I want I want to kill that person. Yeah, you know my goal when I get one of those people, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fucking put you in the
0: grave. Right. Like, I right. want you to laugh
1: so hard you're going down yeah all going.
0: yeah that's an interesting way of looking at it like you can take your energy and invest it in a black hole of comedy right and never win try to
1: prove something to what my ego or
0: you can take the high end of the audience and bring them higher. Fuck yeah, kill them.
1: Right. It's that. It's like almost like a boxer. Like you got them in the corner and they yeah. are dying laughing, and yeah. now it's like I just right. want to fucking unload everything right. I have and put yeah. you down. Yeah.
0: And then after the show, I don't know if you sell merch, but that's the best. Yeah. is You sell your merch, and then that person comes out. I fucking hug them. I give him a hug. I go, you you drove this yeah. audience tonight, because mm-hmm.
1: then a pocket starts to form around them. Yeah, and that energy's electric. Yeah. it's bouncing off of people. And even if they weren't laughing at this, they're laughing at this lady, laughing at that. Mm-hmm. You know, her laugh's infectious. Then boom, it's over here. It's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And uh, but I'll say this because I know we will go back to Ben Stiller. I do agree with his statement. Um, I you know especially after the pandemic realizing that we could take almost three years off of this shit which sucks for us yeah because that's three years of our lives money career Mm -hmm. but you really could actually take three years off of this shit and still be just fucking fine and that's when i was like no i gotta be parenting is i mean i was already the most important thing to me but now i'm trying to balance my with being able to be home. I saw my daughter's game last week. She scored her first goal. Really? I was so fucking... I cried. I was so stoked. And I thought, like, man, if I would have been in fucking anywhere else yeah. on the road and missed that, I'd have been fucking pissed. Yeah. I'd have yeah. been pissed. And i right. have been like, what am I doing? Yep. What am I doing? So I do agree with it, and I've shifted my focused, uh, my focus big time to podcast. And stand up just when I can. I'm. I don't care about every weekend.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. What for? What? Yeah.
1: For what? And in January, that's the other thing. I'm 50. I almost died, and I'm thinking like, start talking to my friends who I've known since middle school, and I'm like, getting to that age where the saving the money, we should start spending some of that shit. We like, what am I really? What am I saving it for? Yeah. Just for my kids? No, not just. We got. I want to live too. Yeah. I don't want to live super humbly and um off the grid so you can go live lavishly i'd like right. to enjoy this life too that i've worked hard right for. right but how old are you now i'm 57 yeah bro and
0: i got savings and what, i protect that savings
1: well i gotta retire man you do but also you gotta live a little <laughs> yeah, before yeah, you no, retire because just... what if something happens like you go to a hospital right. they fuck up and kill you yeah you're done, or you go to a hospital and they just
0: drain your savings account. Anything, yeah. yeah.
1: And now you've we just spent took the none fa- of that. No, we on just took pleasure. the family
0: to Europe for two weeks this summer. Okay, good. To Ireland, you go. oh, Spain, yeah. and uh, we're gonna go. Uh, we're going to Mexico this winter. Oh, you're doing yeah, we it. Spend then. it. All we spend it. Right. We just redid the yard.
1: There it is. You're doing all the right stuff. Though.
0: Tenting the house. That's the money that you don't get back because yeah. you don't see it. You just have to do it. And that's, it was, it's like six grand, just gone to what spray it. Is that they what they got to put is? a tent, tent over, over the house yeah. and then they gas it. Is that termites and we stuff? We got bad or? termites. You do. Everybody does in California. Is every that right? house has termites because especially the closer you get to the beach, because the moisture helps them breed and they just uh, get in the wood and they just go to town. Shit. Yeah. So that's
1: not, every time I see one of these blue and red tents or whatever, that's a termite that's thing. Now, I always thought roaches.
0: Uh I don't see a lot of roaches in no. California. I rarely see roaches. Yeah. I, although we started Dude. to get mosquitoes in the last two years. Yeah, we're getting we mosquitoes. never had mosquitoes.
1: We had oh uh, you ever live in an apartment with roaches?
0: Oh fuck yeah.
1: Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is for any of the listeners out there looking for an apartment, make sure you view it during the daytime and the nighttime. That's right. And the nighttime. Yeah. That's something I never did. I needed to see the type of people who were home during the day. Should have also gone back at night to see the type of people that were home at night because those people have day jobs. Right. Man, my brother and I got this apartment in Baltimore. Only went to see it during the day. Looked great, whatever. We get in and... I mean, the first night I come home, I work till the graveyard shift. I'm coming home like three in the morning. I just want to eat something. And I open up our fridge, pull everything out, set it down. I go to open up the drawers. There's fucking roaches running. I mean, Uh, hundreds of them when I flick the lights on. They are uh, everywhere. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. So we call the company. They're like, we're going to come spray. They spray. Does nothing because everyone's got roaches. Yeah. And that's what they tell you. If your neighbors have roaches, you have roaches. Yeah, they're going to leave and they're going to come back. They came back. They came in. They were starting to spray monthly. And I was like, no, you're going to kill us. We just left our dishes on the table covered with sheets. Yeah. Because they would constantly come in and spray. It got so bad that three, four months in, I would open the drawer and there would just be shells of the molt. They would get oh, bigger. They would get bigger. God. It'd be just shells in a drawer. Gross. Oh, my buddies would come over, drink and pass out. We'd see a couple run on their face and be like, look at Greg, look at Greg. Oh, God. That's sick, dude, dude. that's brutal. Sick. When I was sick. in college,
0: we had them, and I, I put like five of them under a glass, mm-hmm. and they fucking... Ate each other. They fight. Each yeah, each? they ah, fight and they eat they... each other. Yeah.
1: <laughs> did you know that before, or did you just see what the fuck was going on? You just want to see what's going on. You have no TV.
0: Like back then, there was no computers, there was no TV. You start around, and you watch roaches kill each other there in a glass. Really yeah. Wasn't. I mean, what else did you do? My friend, my friend had a guitar. I lived We're in a room with, with his two five other guys. Songs, yeah. He's got his fucking yard. "Stairway to Heaven" again. <laughs> yeah. And. So we just drank, and of course the empty beer bottles were like a haven for the roaches. Yeah, they a good love point. it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And then I and then every I lived in an apartment in New York for like seven years. I lived on uh, Mulberry Street in Little Italy, mm-hmm. and it was a tenement apartment. This thing was built in like 1910. For real? Oh yeah, it was old, slanted, and we had mice. We had tin. We had a tin ceiling with mice. Oh, you running could around hear the him. little you're going right over your head Mm-mm. when you were sleeping Mm-mm. and then they would and they weren't even scared anymore they would walk across the floor and just like look at you like <laughs> yeah what <laughs> what you're not gonna catch me
1: yeah i used to have an apartment in la that had i point because it was right in this corner and i was like what is that digging up there and it ended up they wouldn't tell us what it was it was definitely rodents but it was either mice. Or like raccoons and shit up in the yeah. ducks, just digging and digging and digging every night I'm like, what the fuck is that? yeah, I've lived in some shit holes yeah we had we had rats, big
0: rats in my last house, and again, just walked across the floors they all lived in the attic they were um what do they call those kind of rats um I can't remember, but they breed like fucking crazy. So they had to come in and they set traps. They pulled out 15 big nah, raps. Yep. Big ones? Yeah, because it was a, there was a branch that was leading to the side of the attic with a hole in the attic. Oh, and, and
1: they'd, they'd run on that to get in? Yeah. 15? 15. Fuck that. Yeah. Mm-mm.
0: So, dude, let's talk about your special. Yeah. Is this your first one?
1: Yes, yeah, my f- my first special. Yes. Yeah. Third album, first special. And you
0: shot it at Dynasty Typewriter? Yeah, I shot that's it at a the It's a cool di- little room. Man,
1: let me tell you. Also, I don't know how public I'm allowed to be with that, but I'll tell you, if you're looking to shoot a place, that's the spot to yeah. go. Yeah. They've, they've done such a great job down there. They've got... Jamie Flan. Jamie's done such a great job. They've got a great crew down there. Sam and those guys there are amazing. They, equi- they have Black Magics to sh- on the walls like to shoot with. Their, their equipment's phenomenal. Um, Sandler's shot there. It was in part of his special. When the wow, one, the one he did where um, you know he do, do he had West Side comedy in there and did different uh, venues. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you would see, which was really cool because you would see him at like West Side. Yeah. doing a bit, and then you'd see him at the fucking arena, in Milwaukee. You know doing what I the mean? Same bit. Yeah, and or the extension of yeah, it. You know? Yeah, know? Yeah. And you're seeing how you work these different stages if right. you're at his career. It was really well done, and. Um, there are chunks of the dynasty in that one. Yeah. yeah so, it, else so you did it on too. a
0: shoestring, then. You'd have to pay a lot of money if they got all the equipment.
1: Yeah, well, you pay for everything. I mean, yeah. I'll, I don't want to tell you numbers, but I'll yeah. tell you numbers off. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you this much. You do it on a Wednesday night, it's not as expensive as if you do it on a Friday uh-huh. or Saturday. Uh, there's things like that. You're shooting two shows. Mm-hmm. I directed it myself. Yeah. Um. I'd been doing post-production and my buddy Sam Volen like really stepped in and crushed it. I was in the hospital the whole time we are in post-production. I'm just laying there just looking at shit. Damn. And uh, and um, this yeah, it your turned heart? out great. No, I, I went in for back surgery. Didn't
0: you have a heart problem at one point?
1: I didn't. I went in for back surgery. Oh. I kind of did. They, there's a tear in the surgery. They fix it. They tell me to lay in the hospital for three days and recover, but it doesn't fix itself. It's not working. Yeah. And I lay there for like eight days and then my lungs clot and then they push on my Uh-oh. heart and then I fucking. it. They tell me I might be clotting and having a oh, heart attack right. and then yeah. I collapse and here Shit. I am. Shit. Lefty son, yo. Um, And the thing that I named it so weirdly that, I have a genetic blood disease. Yeah, I have something called Factor Five Leiden, and it just means my blood is thick and prone to clotting. So, did you already know that before this incident? I knew that uh, because I clotted at forty-two. I clotted yeah. eight years ago, but prior to that, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then I we researched back, and it's like, oh, my father didn't die of a heart attack, and if he did, it wasn't because of a heart attack. It was because of this the blood clotting. shit. Yeah, because yeah. he had clots, and when he was at the hospital. So, um, And also he had blood on his toe, which later you realize, like, that's not heart attack. You spit up blood when you clot sometimes. So the night that he died, there was a little bit of blood on his big toe, and he was sitting on the edge of his bed. So we think he was coughing and maybe some dripped out or something. But you don't see that in a heart attack. Yeah, right. But it was ruled a heart attack. So at the same age, 42, he dies. I clot and almost die. And for six months, we go through all these fucking blood studies. They're telling me I might have leukemia, I might have lymphoma, all this wild shit. Yeah. Six months of tests and stuff, they figure out I got this fucking thing. Yeah. Now they know that's a genetic thing. So now I got to tell my mother and my brothers, you guys got to get tested. Right. If you have it, your kids might have it. it goes. Psst. My mother doesn't have it. My fucking brothers don't have it. I'm the only oh, no person shit. that my father. Really? Gave. Yeah. So you take a blood thinner now? Well, I never did before, and now I have to because of – this is two times I've clotted now. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I was telling them the whole time, I have this. You can't let me lay here. I got this. I got this. My doctor put it in all the paperwork, um, and they just fucked up and let me lay still and almost killed (sighs) me.
0: Yeah, my friend had that in his leg. He got the clot in That's his leg. That's where I started yeah.
1: the first time. Right. Both my legs were clot.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so does this interfere with your intense workout regimen?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's you got to take it easy? Well, right now, this is the funny thing, is the clots, it took eight months. They're gone now. I just got over, I got test, and I'm through that. Thank God that scare is gone. So lungs are clear. Back is now where I have to put my focus and I can't—I am still at a point where a 10-minute walk is as far as I can go no shit. before pain will fall. Well, you're also smoking weed every in. day, right? That's got nothing to do with my back. Yeah, but— It's the pain. What about the lungs, though? My lungs are good to go. I'm seen by the world's best pulmonologist right now and have been, and you know what they all say? <laughs> but, I don't smoke nearly enough weed to fucking hurt Oh, really? Life. Look, they, this is what they say. Cause I asked, I go, when I was in the hospital, I was like, look, I don't smoke cigarette. Cause they ask all these questions. Yeah. I'm like, I am a daily cannabis smoker. Uh-huh. If you're telling me this is the end of it now, that's cool. I'll figure out edibles or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, no, they're like, we don't want to tell you this, but we're going to tell you this. Smoking marijuana is not going to make your condition any worse. Okay. And, I was like, and I'm even like, how, how can I have chunks of blood covering here? And then any smoke going in there? She said, not any smoke. That's the thing. She goes, I'm going to tell you a two-part message. Number one, I'm a pulmonologist, and I don't want you smoking anything. Yeah, Nothing in your lungs is the best thing for you. However, if you're going to ingest something, it's cannabis. Cannabis isn't going to make your lungs any worse. It's not going to make them any better, yeah. but it doesn't have the harmful ingredients that you know a cigarette does with all the fucking asphalt, tar, the tar, and the right. nicotine, and the and the, and the fiberglass yeah. or whatever. That, you know, so it doesn't have those. Sh- they, so they told me stay away from all tobacco. They told me cigars, uh, cigarettes, and vapes. They told me not to vape either, cannabis or How? because they said there's just they're too new. Yeah, yeah. And they just don't know enough about right. them, and they're seeing a lot of kids with I think it's popcorn lung or some shit it's called. Yeah. Where, they're fucking their lungs up off these jewels wow. and shit. So he told me to stay away from those because those are trash. Because um, you know my
0: my dad smoked three and a half packs a day.
1: How long do you live? Fifty three. That's not long.
0: I had, a heart, I had a heart attack and they said it was related to the smoking because the uh, the other thing smoke does is it causes your uh, your arteries to puff up because of the heat of the smoke. And yeah. so, if you have a clot, it's more likely to get caught in a constricted. Uh, I don't know if it's the aorta or mm-hmm. the. Uh, um, so I, I should I don't smoke. Know the to words. Open them up is what you're telling me. No, when you smoke, it puffs them up. Oh, the artery of oh, the clots. Yeah. It puffs yeah. up. Yeah, no, p- like picture a tube. Yeah. That's your artery. Yeah. Now heat it up, and it swells. Mm-hmm. Now the hole in the middle is smaller. Got it. So the it's clots clot. get caught in it easier. That's the r- basic. I my mom talks to the doctor. my mom talking to the doctor is like a three year old talking to a doctor. There's no retention. She can't tell us. She she went through major heart surgery last year. She couldn't tell us like what med she should take or what nothing.
1: I I, I mean I am not like that, but I am very. I'm not a pill person, so I'm very virgin to all these. things. Yeah. They're, they're coming in and hit me with the. The pros and, and they're yeah. they're annoyed with me because I'm like, what? And right. I guess in their world or most people who use pills, they all know this shit. And yeah. the milligram and the, this. And I'm like, eliquis, what is that? You know, yeah. like, that's a common blood thinner. They're like, it's Advil, basically, you fuck face. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Any of this. But um I don't know. I go get seen every three months by I go see an oncologist, I go see a pulmonologist, I go see a spinal surgeon. I still have to do all that for the rest of the year.
0: What do you got for health insurance?
1: Blue Shield Silver, bro. Blue Shield Silver. Hit my out of pocket maximum in January.
0: What's that? A thousand dollars?
1: Ten thousand no. dollars. Yeah, dude. It's like ten grand. It might even be more. <laughs> Plus how much is the insurance? And then that's like seven or eight hundred a month. Dude, I pay
0: three grand a month for for California Blue Cross for my family. But
1: for your family. This is just my individual. I pay another whatever for my daughter. Yeah. Um but yeah. And it's not great. Dude, that's this system's broken. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Now I'm doing. I went and got a CPAP machine this year. I want them doing everything I yeah, can because right, right. it's all covered. Once you hit the max, <laughs> it's all yeah, right. And I hit it in January, get some glasses. and that's where they fuck you. If you if that would have happened to me in December, I pay it in December, and I pay it the next month I again. Right, right. right. So right. I'm doing everything I can. All the PT, all the shit I can do. I'm yeah. doing right now before we reset here. Erectile in January. dysfunction all stuff. All of it, bro. Yeah. I'm getting rods. Get some blue getting pills. I could get blues, yeah. reds. You ever had erectile dysfunction? No. Never once. On oh, God, I have. You're haven't. full of shit. I never have. I'll tell you what I have had um is there've been nights on uh especially on these pain meds. I'm again, I'm don't like them at all. Yeah. But they lock me up. Yeah. I can get an erection but I can't finish.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But okay. I've never had a right, dysfunction, right, but I've right. gotten to where I'm like it, Yeah, it, they put no me no matter what you do right now, it's not happening.
0: They put me on Effexor once, which is an antidepressant. I was on it for like 3 months and I I could get hard and then I could not how finish. depressing I, is that Yeah, it was, <laughs> how yes, depressing is exactly. that exactly <laughs> I was so
1: down <laughs> on myself my hard I can't do, I, all I want to do is make myself feel good hey, I, I'm hey. a, such a loser I can't oh even my finish oh something I've been doing since I'm 12 yeah yeah, yeah I've been
0: practicing hard <laughs> and my wife is looking at me like what are you trying to be a stud what are you an Olympian 45 minutes they're uh. like "No, oh, I'm just trying <laughs> to get to the finish line baby
1: Mm-mm. So I've been very lucky. Lo- and I'm I'll say this too for 50 and the medications I'm on I'm supposed to ha- I'm supposed to have erectile dysfunction. Yeah. I'm supposed to have a lower sex drive. Uh-huh. But I haven't it hasn't hit me like that yet, but I'm 50. I don't know, maybe at 60 it will.
0: What are your thoughts on death at this point? <sighs> have you like have you really like has it sunk in? Did it become more real?
1: Yeah. I, I, one of the immediate shifts was you know again like I went from like, oh, I'm so glad I'm alive to then like, wait a minute. I'm not here because I'm not exercising enough or not eating properly or overdoing it on alcohol or whatever. I'm here because they fucked up. Yeah. Started dawning on me that like what, how helpless you really are. Yeah. And someone else could take this shit from you and not by murder or anything, just by a oh, oopsie. Yep. You know, oops. So I started realizing like it, it shifted again, like sup- how fragile this all this shit is yeah you know how fragile Harrison Ford could crash in us right, right. now you know what I'm saying <laughs> again how yeah. fragile all this is so I and I lost my father at 16 so I yeah. dialed it back like I'm saying I don't I don't think I needed a fucking reminder to take my foot a little bit off the gas but I kind of needed I don't need I didn't need that one yeah but it certainly certainly made me think like all right you don't need to be out there killing yourself yeah, you don't right. need to be doing this you don't need to be doing that but as far as death too like i don't know i i it's i saw this thing the other day it's like two generations of people after you even in your own family they're gonna know who the fuck you
0: right are. right you know who the fuck yep. you are yeah we're we're doing all of this even like dave chappelle like the most famous comedian today in two generations they're gonna gone. be like
1: oh that's cool that's cool oh this guy this old dude right here yeah, dead right. dude was your great-grandfather yeah. cool Right. Over. Yeah. It's over. So you know what's important to us obviously isn't important. I mean, think of how big. You know, look any president. You're just like, yeah, whatever. Yep. They're they're dead. Yep. They're dead. How important they were to the history of our country. Who am I? I mean, I'm proud of of the what I've left behind that other people could go hear later on, or or a great 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 grandkid can go listen. But what is it? We're done.
0: My great great grandkids are gonna listen and go, My my great great grandfather couldn't get an erection. I'm glad I listened to eight thousand of his podcast hours. That's back
1: when people died. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. When people used to die? <laughs> <laughs> My great-grandfather was a dyer. <laughs> <laughs> he was weak. Yeah, he didn't get the special pill. It's coming, pill. bro. Yeah. It's coming. That's coming, Yeah, too. I think that's Who the fuck too. wants to live long? No way. Dude, give me 86 years and let me punch out. If I get that in comedy, eight, I feel like 86 in comedy, after all the fucking stress, the garbage food that yeah. we is like 110 in real life. Right, yeah. right,
0: right. Yeah, they die young. Comedians die young. Mm. I don't know what the if anyone's ever done a study of the average lifespan of a comedian. Drugs, travel, like you said, bad food, food. stress.
1: Yep. Low pay. Venereal diseases. All kinds of shit out there. Road babies. Damn, road road babies. It, Take you out young. You ever surprised babies show up? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've no. never had that. Have
0: you? I, well, I'm on Ancestry DNA, so I mean, somebody could knock on the door one day. I certainly was promiscuous in my day. I
1: mean, I I won't say there's no way it could ever happen because anytime you say shit like that, it happens. but um, I, I've been to Jackie Flynn and he fucking loves his daughter. yeah, yeah, she
0: came to you know Jackie
1: uh-huh.
0: Oh, he's a great comic out of Boston. okay. and uh, my favorite Jackie Flynn joke was where he's just a funny guy. And uh, so we're. St- I'm standing at the urinal at the improv, and you know there's the partition between mm-hmm. urinals, and he walks up to the one next to me, starts peeing, and then he just he just taps on, it, and he goes, "Don't you hate these things?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. I want to do that to a stranger yeah. next. Yeah, time.
0: it's crazy. a perfect little joke.
1: But yeah, he had a girl show up, but I yeah, I mean, and she said, "This is I'm your daughter." Yep. They did a DNA test. It would be wild. I certainly... Uh, it's funny. That's something that you don't see really from a woman. You know what I mean? There's no woman out there like, wait, I had a baby and forgot about right. it. You know, there's no pop-up surprise. Yeah. It's fucking... No, I'm not on any of those DNA ancestry sites no. either. No.
0: Because then you're going to get a relative convicted too.
1: Yeah, there's also, I'm sure there are people I'm related to that I don't want to yeah. know about or be in touch with or any of that shit. Right. Because, what, again, what's it going to do? I Here's the thing I do think is important about that stuff, though. And and it's I say this on my podcast all the time. Like, if you're estranged from any family, you better figure out what the fuck their genetics are because they're yours. Right. So this blood disease my father gave me, I mean, he's dead. He didn't even yeah. know he had it. And it's a thing that you could live to be 100 healthy with and it never manifested in you. Yeah. And the reason it comes, I had kidney stones and I was on bed rest for a few days. And that's what started this whole thing. Yeah. Right? That's what popped it at 42. But man, find out what the hell. If you're cancer prone, if you're whatever it is, find that health shit out. That's what I do think it's good for.
0: Yeah. My family history is bad. Both my, my father's parents died in their 40s. Did they? Yeah.
1: From what?
0: Uh I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know any of the history. I just know they all died. I never met my father had Dude, a, you're a dinosaur
1: in your family yeah, right now. I know. You are I know.
0: when I got past fifty three, I felt like I was busting through the finish line. I yeah. was like, I made it. I made it. Your dad it past was fifty two. Fifty three. So when I when I turned fifty four, I was like yeah. it was like a big relief. And that was uh, me at
1: forty three. Like I fucking outlived my dad. Yeah.
0: But the difference is I don't drink, I don't smoke, I exercise regularly, I take care of my mental health, I eat great. You know, I I've, unfortunately, I'm going to live a long time. I don't want to <laughs> live a long time. I feel like I've lived, I'm fucking tired, Bro, two man. Two trips to
1: McDonald's a month will take that out. Yeah, of don't right, I? right.
0: Yeah. But you know, this whole idea of people wanting to live longer, it's like, you know, the good years are like zero to 40 or whenever your kids grow up. And then it's like, then you're just fucking killing time. What am I doing now? Building a retirement account so I can play pickleball? Just pickle waiting ball? to die.
1: I just play pickleball here at yeah, these play pickleball here. Yeah. <laughs> Telling everybody how you used to have an office here. That's right. Like, cool old man, some young <laughs> kid. Like, that's cool. That's my grandfather. <laughs> He's going to die soon. <laughs> that's who we are, bro.
0: He hasn't wanted to be here for 20 years. <laughs> He's, He's doing everything he can yeah. to get out. Of here. I'll be watching Fox News and fucking hating everybody
1: <laughs> with the TV all loud. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh do you have um do you have a living will and trust? Oh yeah. Do you have any specific instructions for your ashes or burial or however you're going to do it?
0: I don't. I definitely want to be cremated, but as far as the ashes go, that's kind of a fucked up thing to put on your family. I did it.
1: You did? Mm-hmm. What did you say? Was it difficult? Is it like you take a fucking boat to an island? It's not difficult, but here's the other thing I know. And I may take it out, but I don't think I'm going to because I know how I envision it, but I also know how life is. Yeah. So my request was that my daughter takes my ashes sometime and sprinkles some of them in the Chesapeake Bay, okay, in Maryland. That's yeah. all. That's all. That's I used fine. To go Crab and fish there at my dad. Uh huh. And maybe you can throw some in the Pacific out here if you're still out here. Wherever. I don't give a shit. Just give me back. I just give me back. Circle of light.
0: Some poor bass is going to be eating a crab leg in Baltimore and be like, "It's a little ashy. It's a little dry." Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Remember dry <laughs> crab. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that that when they go to do that there's probably going to be some kind of storm. It's going to be torrential rain. They're probably going to get stuck in some mud and yeah. my ashes are probably going to yeah, fly yeah, along yeah. the side of the car and right. just stick. I know <laughs> what I think and I know what's probably going to yeah. go down. So I'm cool with fucking whatever. All just right. go make the trip. It's just so funny when
0: you, when you, if, you, <clears throat> if you leave that on them, they have to do it. And then I was thinking the other day about people that go like, uh, you know, he would have wanted it that way. Like, like say, say your grandfather dies and he's got a house but it's a house that ever, the family all used to go to and you go and you, you could sell it and split the money but then you know somebody goes eh, we should keep it he would have wanted it that way it's like oh now
1: now whatever <laughs> yeah, he wants right. you do like you never listened to him once when <laughs> yeah. he was alive now he's dead we should keep it yeah now no, we've had a lot of death i've seen that's usually at least in my family and from sitting across from people listening to them talk about this, that's usually when the scumbags pop up. Yeah. In the family. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like when a matriarch or patriarch dies, that's when you'll see the uncle turn. Yeah. Or the aunt. Maybe it's an aunt or a cousin or whatever it is. You Dude, see my wife's family's going through it right now. Are her they? her
0: aunt died in the Bronx. Aunt Joe, she lived she lived in the same house. She was literally born in this house no she way died at 93 Damn. never lived anywhere else never got married what's that in the 1910
1: yeah 20 something yeah. like that yeah yeah no
0: way so she died and it turns out like that house was worth some money and the fucking relatives there's one relative in particular who got nasty
1: there's always one
0: holy shit it's been in the courts for two years now and the
1: will was very clear. It's just That's the thing. That's what I learned about the living will and trust is that you could have a clear will, but they're going to drag that shit through court for two yeah. or three. That's what they told me. Two right. or three years. Everyone's going to nibble off of that, too. Everyone that has to touch it gets paid to work on yeah. it. And by the time you get what you're supposed to get, it's nowhere close to what you're supposed right. to get. You put it in a living will and trust. It doesn't even go to court. It's just like, Greg gets my money. Here's what the fuck he gets. Here's how much he gets. End of story. Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah. I think uh, my kids are thinking that we're going to leave the money. And I just want to say to them, like, no, like I got it mapped out. I know exactly when I turn 63, I'm going to retire at 63.
1: Is that it? Six years, bro.
0: Six years. And when I do, we we got money. We can live a nice life. But that money will run out if I live that nice life. They'll get the house.
1: That's it. That's fair, dude. I got nothing. Yeah, I got factor five lighting. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I got some bullshit's gonna kill me. Yeah, we had. I mean, my dad obviously didn't think he was gonna he die didn't leave at forty two, right? but he didn't have a will. Yeah, none of that shit. None of those men really did. Is your mom still alive? Yeah, my mom's alive.
0: Is she gonna leave you any money? I doubt it. Yeah.
1: I doubt it. She didn't give me any. Why she's alive? I can't imagine <laughs> her giving me. Any. How about a hug? Let's start with a hug, Greg. <laughs> Money, <laughs> dude. That was the opening
0: line of your special. They clap for you, and he goes, "That's the that's the hug that that, was it. that I want my mother to get. is that
1: I what never, you said? That's though, the I hug me. I never got from my mother, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. 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 Um, but I do think she'll. I don't know what she has. She's she does not. She's not well off. I mean she's not broke by any means, but she's not well off. But she I she have do, a job? She retired. She worked for um, Social Security in Maryland. Oh, so she
0: gets a she's got social security then. Here's
1: where she fucked up. She she and my dad both started working there and then they both fucking quit there. He goes to work for the airlines, yeah. she becomes a stay at home mom, works for little George's, ruins her family, and then becomes <laughs> a secretary. Jobs like that throughout the years and then goes back to Social Security at some point. Yeah. And if she would have just fucking stayed, she'd
0: have a nice pension. Yeah,
1: I mean, I bet you she's pretty got a pretty decent one. But yeah. forty fucking years, right. fifty years of social security. So, um, yeah. And they were also letting her work like wherever the fuck she wanted to when she was right before she retired. Uh-huh. So now she's set, and whatever she does have, she's got one, two, three, four, six grandkids. My my brother, youngest brother, has three. My twin has two, and I have one. And she'll probably leave it to the kids. Yeah, that's, that's the way what I go. That's what I would hope. Right. That's the thing too. You know, like I think about this a lot now too. All the abuse and ass whoopings and beatings I took. Like if I knew that forty years down the road that my daughter was going to benefit from that, it would have been so much easier to take. Benefit from what? The, just all the bullshit I went through as a kid now, my mother and I have reconnected because of my daughter. Yeah. And she's a good grandmother to her. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, seeing that in the end, like, all that abuse ends up—I didn't get the love, but my daughter gets it. Got it. So I'm saying— so no, you,
0: you changed the cycle.
1: You having stopped had cycle. that hindsight, though, or foresight, excuse me, as a kid being like, if I could have just said to myself, like, trust me, you're gonna you're gonna be glad all this shit right. went down because there's somebody else more important than you that's gonna right, benefit right. from this.
0: Yeah,
1: and then it would have been much easier to take.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's funny because our kids' generation. Your your son is what like eighteen. Mm-mm.
1: He's 20 now. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he just turned 20 in He's dry. a nice
0: young man. He's I got nice to meet him in man. your
1: studio. He's He's working at Galpin and... Ford now. He's got his own bay. You can get your oil changed out there. Oh, get it yeah? at Galpin. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Look for the six-foot-six fro kid. who will yeah. change your oil. Yeah.
0: That's hilarious. But they come from a generation now that benefits from us breaking a lot of the cycles Agreed. of abuse and alcoholism and all that. But they're also coming into a world that's uncharted. I mean, this... This fucking cell phone, what this does to a kid's brain is fundamental. It is changing dopamine drips. It's changing attention spans. It's changing how you see yourself in your social circle. So thank God- we're putting them in a better place cuz they're dealing with more way more existential threats about the environment, school shootings and you know just the partisanship in this country's got I, I they don't talk about it but they they're soaking it
1: in of course they are their whole i mean shit i guess he's i was going to say their whole life has been post 9/11 yeah right you know right that's a wild fucking thing to think of that Twenty some years, two years is all you know on this planet. Like yeah. we had at least twenty some years before that, right? Um, but yeah, it's different now. It's way different now. You can't let the kids just go out in the neighborhood and ride the bikes anymore at most places. Or I don't know about that. I don't. You, you think there's? You think there's more abductions? I don't know about more abductions, but I know more. I feel like there's more shit going on. More shit to get into. More, yeah. More. Um, even this, like that, the thing right there, forget about all of it does. There's so many people driving with their face yeah. down like this. I'm worried about my kid riding a bike near these big streets right, and stuff. Right. You That's know, true. They don't even fucking look. Yeah. Don't even look. My so, son's about
0: to go to Central America for four months. <laughs> travel just gave me diarrhea and here and Mexico. Mexico. Oh,
1: Guatemala's going to be diarrhea Dude, here. Dude, he's
0: going to, I'm just going to pack toilet paper and handy wipes. Are you scared? I am. I am, you know, because he's a smart kid. He's very
1: worldly. Is he, he grew- going for a mission or something? Is he going to help? Is he just going no, to travel? Just him and a
0: buddy are going to travel. And, you know, they're both fluent in Spanish. He spoke Spanish since he was in kindergarten. He's, of course. And so, already better than us. So, like, we, we go to Spain and he's just like, like talking to them. And they're like, this kid sounds like he's from Mexico. Wow. Because he was taught by Mexican yeah. people. And, uh, but, you know, there's some hot spots. There's going to be cartels. And, yeah. Who knows what the fuck is going on? I got to make sure he dresses down, dirty, beat up
1: shit. Maybe could, could put a Canadian flag on that backpack. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's not a bad you know? idea. I have plenty of friends that travel can their Canadian passport instead. Yeah, that's when I they're like we are hated around the world.
0: Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, that's my nice. wife just got a uh, Irish passport. Mm. You know, because her. Yeah. Grandfather was all four of my grandparents are Oh no, two of my grandparents are from Ireland and two of my great grandparents are from Ireland. So I can sign up. I got all the documents. I got the birth certificates, marriage certificates. I just got to apply and then I can work anywhere in Europe. You get an Italian citizenship? I mean, Irish. an Irish citizenship. Irish citizenship. Irish citizenship. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh
1: wow. And all then right. I'm in the
0: EU. I get benefits.
1: Live anywhere? Really? Yeah. Now I want to do my Do you have where are your grandparents from? They're all from Italy. Everyone no, oh Italy does it too. I thought so. Yeah. Every, I mean, my okay, so my so my dad's name is Sickler. That his dad fucked everything up. His mom, my, my maternal grandmother is De Memo, and her parents were from Italy. They came over here. Yeah. They didn't even speak English. I met my great-grandmother right before she passed. It's so funny, too, because I'll never forget. We went to Tyrone, Pennsylvania, and this is an old house that had a parlor, and that's where they laid her out. I'm like oh, four or five,
0: school. yeah. and the
1: body's in the house over here. Damn. I remember that, like, and I remember being freaked out, and I, I don't know why. This is burned in my memory. They gave me a Cookie Monster stuffy to go to bed that night. Because I was like, what the fuck did we do? Damn. Like, Is there a dead person over there? <laughs> right there? <laughs> Aren't we in isn't this their house? Yeah. Where are we sleeping? Here tonight? <laughs> Here. <laughs> yeah, bro. We're, we slept in the house with a dead body in the fucking parlor. My great grandma. They called her dark. Grandma Cookie. I swear to God. Grandma Cookie? I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't Cookie. It was like Cookie or something. I don't know yeah. what her. A nick, some nickname but uh yeah, I remember seeing that, and that was fucking trippy. But yeah, there. And then, then my mom's mom is De Vito and all of them are from it. Her, my okay. mom's mom's family is Sicilian. My dad's mom's people are from an area called Abruzzi. Oh, sure, yeah, so, you know that area. Yeah, yeah. So they're all Italian. So, do you think
0: they have the paperwork? You think your mom kept any of the birth certificates? Because you got, <laughs> nah. you need all
1: that shit. Oh, you actually need birth certificates, you need, not just you blood. Need,
0: no, you need birth oh, certificates, yeah, nah. marriage certificates. No, nah, all that no shit. Way we got no. that no, no. In Ireland, they keep great records. You can actually go to because the churches kept all the records. Oh, is that right? So you just got to find. Except for the ones
1: where they fucked the kids, those records are gone. Those aren't got they? burned.
0: Those get burned. <laughs> Them and the Patrick. Who's Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> the kid was rape nine times? We Dude, I just went to check Ireland. Check the Catholic Church. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should go over to the Catholic churches and check them out. <laughs> they
0: have a lot of basements. Start with the basement. But we went to Ireland this summer, and I took my mom to church, this beautiful cathedral in uh, Galway on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And we walk into this big church, and it's Sunday, 11 o'clock mass. This is the, this is the main show. Of the week. And it's seventy percent empty. The Irish have given up. There was so really? much abuse in Ireland. It was way worse than it was here. And I they didn't know that they just stopped going. And and the and the and then the altar boys came out. These dudes were ripped. They were like six foot altar boys. Abercrombie models and shit up there. No, not even good looking. No, nobody's sending a good looking small kid to be an altar boy. These guys look like bouncers. Oh yeah. They weren't getting fucked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were they were doing the yeah, fucking. Right, right. <laughs> Would that be
0: funny? Yeah. They start fucking the priests. Tables of turned, <laughs>
1: motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, really? Yeah. And what would you say? I know that's a massive, probably a massive. What would you say it held? A thousand, five hundred? Like no, is
0: no, over a thousand. Over a yeah, thousand. Only big.
1: and there's like three hundred people in there, and that's it.
0: Yeah, if that. Oof. Yeah, it was slow. Business sounds like was a late, slow. That
1: sounds like the Late Show Friday. At the exactly. Clubs, bro. That's what yep. they're getting over yep. there now. hecklers, Take People out there throwing out and trying to get them out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy i didn't know that yeah so you think they've given up on the religion or are they given up on attending in person because of everything
0: i think a lot of the spirituality is still there but the irish the irish went from being living without reading oral history they live like barbarians the yeah. british occupied for eight eight hundred years they still do in the north and they suddenly, the Irish started getting educated probably in like the 1950s, but they did it with a, like with a fervor. You know, some of the greatest writers in the world, you know, George Bernard Shaw, uh, they they all uh, inspire a lot of young people to be literate. And now their use of language is very, so they, So they, my point is they question religion. They're much more um, sophisticated. But I don't think that takes away the spirituality. I think they still have a, uh, the Irish have always been a very spiritual people. They were pagans, and and so that's there. But no, nobody's going to church. You go to church?
1: No. I did. I grew up Catholic. Yeah. So, I mean, and it, Italian Catholic. So we, I am. What is it? Uh, I've got communion. I've got or baptism, communion, and confirmation. I've got all three. Confession. We set to, to go to confession. You're supposed to go to confession properly before mass. Each no, but time. there's a first confession. That's one of the sacraments. Yeah, we did first confession and yeah. baptism. The little booth. The baptism weird creepy shit. is the
0: first one. Mm-hmm. Then, then uh, communion, mm-hmm. confirmation, confession, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. marriage, last rites, and then there's a there's one that's being ordained as a priest. That's a sacrament.
1: Mm, I've not been married, but I've witnessed last rites. Yeah. Um, but I got all, you know, I don't know. If it's all not hocus pocus, when I get up there, I got all the fucking paperwork. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my fucking Your passport right here. is stamped. all stamped. Tap, tap, yep. tap. See yep. y'all later.
0: Right. All
1: now, right. Before it, I let you
0: go, yes. we, we do a thing in, on Fitz Dog Radio called Fastballs with Fitz. Let's
1: go pitch them.
0: All right. We're going to start with... There's two types of people in the world. Go.
1: Uh, those who think they can and those who think they can't, and they're both right.
0: Wow. That was the fastest, most complete answer I've ever gotten to that question. <laughs> that is that is amazing.
1: Yeah. Boom. All right. I'll take wow. that. Wow. I those heard that a long time ago, and I believe it. Yeah. It's tr- it's tr- it is true. There's two types of people in this world, the people who think they can and the people who think they can't, and they're both right.
0: So there's times when you're either one.
1: Yep. Or you're just always one or the other. Those who think they can can and they do. The Michael Jordans of the world. And those who think they can't, can't. You know? Well,
0: you think you can. Yeah, of course. We all do. You shot your own special, you produce your own podcast. I know I
1: can at this point now. Yeah. And now it's like, how do we keep that going? Right. So I I believe in myself. I don't believe in every I I shouldn't say I don't believe in everything I do. I don't always know if it's gonna go well. That's what I mean in the outcome, but I believe in it.
0: Yeah. You believe you can show up. Yeah. That's it, fucking awesome. Who was the worst opener you had on the road? Ooh.
1: gosh. Um, I don't really. I I I, I do have an answer, but it's not an opener. I'll tell you what just happened recently, actually, and I'm not going to say his name. <clears throat> um,
0: Kyle Dunn again.
1: <laughs> It's not Kyle Dunnigan. I love Kyle
0: I just It was the first name I thought of.
1: Um, this is a guy you probably never heard of, but I was just in Tampa, and um, Steve Simone lives down it's there. It's always in Tampa. The worst uh, openers are always in Florida. I'm in Tampa, and yeah. Steve Simone's there, so that's my guy. Yep. I'm like, it's just going to be the two of us. He's like, I got this young kid. Would you mind if you work with us? And I go, if you vouch for him, I don't mind. And the kid was good. While I'm there, this other guy hits me up and says, hey, can I get a guest spot? He's just a random guy on social media. I knew him at the comedy store in okay. L.A. He said, I'm, "I'm down. I'm living down here yeah. now. I, I went to New York, relocated here. I'd love to do a guest spot, five minutes, um, and I'd like you to see how much I've grown." And I said, "Sure." Early shot. This was sat early Saturday show, sold out. Come to it, uh, and we're tight. We got a meet and greet yeah. after. I'll give you a spot on the late show. Okay. So then he hits me up and he's like, super stoked to come, got people buying tickets already, uh-huh. um, sent them a discounted link. And I was like, so I text him, I'm like, where'd you get a discounted link? I don't discount my tickets. Yeah. Oh, look, the, the club manager gave it to me. Now, I'm already at the club. And I already walked into the club and met the manager and said, hey, do you know so-and-so? He goes, I was hoping you did oh. because he sent me up to work with you. I go, yeah, but now he's telling me that you gave him a link for discounted tickets I'm not offering discounted tickets so I write back to the guy and he's like I didn't give it to him he asked for it so I'm standing here with the manager but I'm texting this dude Yeah, and I go that's weird the manager just out of nowhere is like hey here's a discount ticket link and he goes no I asked for it I go, you asked for a, a discounted ticket link to my show to do
0: a guest spot
1: he's like yeah I want to try to help you sell it out I'm like uh-huh. it's sold out Yeah, I don't need your fucking help selling it out so that was Friday. So Saturday now comes, and I hit him up, and I go, hey, I'm just keeping the show the way I had it. I don't appreciate what you did. I show up. I've never even been here. I don't know this manager. I walk in. You're causing problems for me already, and you're fucking with my money. Yeah. You're fucking with my money. Right. All you said you wanted was a guest spot. And and, and that's the way it should. I said yes, and that's the way it should have ended. You come, you do five minutes, you shut the fuck up, you bounce. Yeah. And I don't know what your response would have been if you fucked up like that. I would have been horrified. Yeah. I would have been like, my bad, whatever. This motherfucker wrote back, I already sold tickets.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yep. And I said, I'll refund your fucking tickets. And then I never fucking heard from, And I was like, don't show up. Yeah. I told them, make sure this clown doesn't fucking yeah. show up. Wow. So I've never had a terrible opener, but I had people doing shit like, fuck you, dude. What are you doing? Yeah. Also, you don't want... And, and I don't mean this to anyone in a negative way, but when you're selling tickets and you have an audience, you have a fan base that expects a certain thing. The minute you start giving $5 tickets out, you're inviting any asshole off right, the street right. to come in and also could potentially... Be the person that, you know, you got to throw out right. that problem in the show. And you're fucking with my money. Yeah. You're supposed to be doing a five-minute guest spot. You're doing way too much, yeah. dude. Way too. It just happened.
0: Dude, yeah. I was in uh, Cincinnati one time, and there was a guy who one of the comics knew him. It wasn't totally out of the blue, but I didn't know who this guy was. And he wanted to do a guest spot. And I said, all right, that's fine. Come do a guest spot, whatever show. And he comes down, and he does a spot. He's fucking horrible, but it's five minutes, so I don't care. So in this particular show, the feature act was selling T-shirts. The MC was selling T-shirts. I get off stage, the guest spot is selling T-shirts. And I'm trying to sell my fucking pants. Now it looks like a bazaar. Now there's four different tables set up with merch on them, and everybody during their set has said, hey, by the way, everybody's done a pitch, which the audience is going to hear a fucking pitch for your merch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more of that these days, the openers wanting to sell merch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't begrudge a feature act if he's really a, feature, a road yes. dog. You know, I, I'm like...
1: up to do it, showing up to do a guest spot, put your fucking... Yeah, and the MC Put your down.
0: MC hasn't earned it yet. No. No.
1: Yeah, your book by the club is the MC. You haven't earned it yet.
0: Yeah. Um have you ever saved somebody's life?
1: Yeah. Really? I'm uh let me look at my stats on my phone. I'm 4 for 5 saving lives. No. Yep, rest in peace grandma. Um I tried to save my grandma's life. Five? She was not number 5, but she's one of the 5. Yeah. Um I have twice saved my daughter from choking. Heimlich maneuver? Yeah. Really? I saved an editor at work from choking with the Heimlich maneuver and I saved my cousin um with uh um, CPR yeah but he was he had he ingested something he was allergic to weed by the way it was weed and he passed out and started having a seizure from marijuana from smoking weed from smoking weed he's so never he heard found of out. That he's before. allergic he's allergic to uh whatever i don't know if it's THC or whatever yeah. and i think bruce lee was too you can look this up there's something like active ingredient in marijuana and i don't know if it's the thc or what kind of cannabinoid it is but he's allergic to yeah. it yeah and he started having a seizure and i pinched his nose and after he stopped i'm pinching his nose i'm about to do mouth-to-mouth i get down here and he fucking woke up he snapped out of it well i consider it a lifesaver. yeah 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 but um i'm sitting i was a writer, why are producer. all these people
0: choking around you
1: i don't know are you making them laugh is that what it is <laughs> no this guy in the morning um I'm sitting at a producer table. I'm writing at the time, and he's an editor sitting in front of me with his back to me, right? Yeah. And he just, I just hear him go, (gasps) and I'm, and I'm think he's looking at the internet or something. I'm like, what are you laughing at up there? And he's, and then he turns around, he's doing this. I'm like, oh shit! And I fucking jump up and I start giving him the Heimlich, and he pukes up his breakfast, his, his water all gushes out of it, it's everywhere, and I'm like, dude, are you okay? He's like, you just saved my fucking life.
0: Wow.
1: And he's like, please don't tell anyone about this. And I was like, I'm telling everyone about it. Are you kidding me? I'm going upstairs right now telling everybody I just saved your life, bro. What do you mean don't tell anybody? I videotaped telling it. Tommy was videotaping it. the whole thing. It's already on Instagram. And then my daughter one time, one time she um, was eating pizza and cheese had slid down her throat and got stuck and she couldn't get it out. And yeah. I'm licking that shot out. And another time She's sitting at her mom's, I'm over there to get her, and she's sitting down eating something, and her mom and I are talking. and she just gets up and walks away. I just th- thought she was going to the restroom or something, but then she comes back and she's like walking slow and looking weird. I'm like, oh my God, you can't breathe. And I gave her the high I'm like of this chunk of fucking ice. That was stuck here shot out of her really? fucking throat. she couldn't breathe and her mom froze so now for christmas i got everybody have you seen those suction cups for your face it's yeah. like life vac or something because if you're alone you do you not know do your own heimlich like over no. the chair you lay over the chair and you try to heimlich yourself okay but if you're by yourself you live you're fucking old or alone you're done if you're choking so um, they have this thing now, and you can put it over your face and basically plunger like, it.
0: Like a plunger?
1: Yeah. I think it's called light back. I got one for everybody. Damn. I'm like, use this motherfucker now. <laughs> yeah. Stop, <laughs> stop calling me. I got good numbers. You know what I'm saying? Four out of five is Hall of Fame, bro. It's really good. It's really three out of four, yeah. but I go four out of five.
0: Have you ever not finished a set on stage? <sighs> That's a good i just it's ha- fastballs with fits they're all good questions
1: yeah, it's a good point yeah i just had a lady um have a seizure in the middle of one of my shows in tacoma
0: what is it with
1: you well, everybody I start- around
0: you was dropping. i started
1: talking about my health stuff and yeah i've had three calls at my shows recently wow the fucking lady had a full-on seizure we stopped the show for 30 minutes they took her out she ended up being okay um, and I was like, y'all want to finish the show? And they were like, yeah, and fucking got up and crushed. Yeah. Crushed. see, so you, so you finished? Yeah. I, I'm trying to think, like, if there would have been a time, it could have been now. Yeah. Some people... I don't know if you've ever had an experience like that. It's it is weird to see, and some people kind of freaked out and got their checks and left. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's, all right, we're good. Yeah, we're, this lady's season up there. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I'm trying to think. Even there was a fire alarm one time when we went back in and finished. I don't. I think I finished every set. All right. Yeah. yeah
0: nicely done. Finally, what is Ryan Sickler the hackiest bit you've ever done? Oh man, no doubt.
1: <laughs> um, there's plenty of them. <laughs> When I first started, um, I put fake buck teeth in.
0: No, you didn't. Oh, yeah, I did. I used
1: fake. But this is like my first two sets in Baltimore open mic. I used buck teeth, and the second time I used them, they broke, and I had Nothing. <laughs> and it was immediately the end of my prop comedy run.
0: Your whole set list you was should, put in the Dude, I had
1: nothing uh, after that. I was like, <laughs> 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 what was the bit? Nothing. It was just nothing. It was just being like a stupid hillbilly character yeah. with teeth in and yeah. talking and saying dumb stuff. And it doesn't work <laughs> if you don't have them. And they they were just these two buck teeth and they popped and they snapped. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was nowhere <laughs> in. And I was done, bro. <laughs> done. Winchester's Comedy Club. Baltimore, Maryland. Lewis I Black it. knows it.
0: Speaking of clubs, you're going to be in Batavia, Illinois on yes. November 10th and Have 11th? Have you ever done that?
1: No. What is that? I don't know. i never even heard of Batavia before, but they said it's about an hour outside of Chicago.
0: Everything's an hour outside of and Chicago. And there's a great
1: club there. And I'm excited to go do it. I hadn't heard of that one. But I know I talked to Sam Town about doing it. Dan Van Kirk was telling me. It sounds like it's a really nice Let me know how it is. Maybe I'll head out there. I will.
0: Cobbs in San Francisco, December 8th and 9th. For all tickets, go to ryansickler.com. It's got a great, great website, and you can also check out Lefty Sun, which is on YouTube right now. It's not currently in the algorithm, but if you go watch it, you will probably tell some friends. It's a great special. It looks Thank fantastic. You. Thank you. You're just so poised. You're such a great storyteller. That's nice of you. It's really that. good. Really good. I appreciate good. you saying that. Yeah. Dude,
1: for real. You're a legend.
0: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. All right. Save my life someday.
1: Let me get behind you. I'll get behind you anytime, <laughs> Greg. So just, just let's practice. Let's <laughs> practice.